Hey, welcome to John Bound Politics number 35. It is the week of Super Tuesday or Super Thursday, as Joe Biden likes to call it. Well, a few words right off the bat here on Sebastian Gorka, who saw to it that the InfoWars crew was kicked out of CPAC. Sebastian Gorka, the self-proclaimed voice of America First, who has been a U.S. citizen a mere measly eight years, wants you to know that if you question the evidence of the gender-bending pesticide runoff atrazine or any emerging evidence regarding environmental health warnings like that of the 20-year cover-up or at the very least negligence by the Environmental Protection Agency to inform the public about forever or PFAS chemicals as they're known, that you are a kook and un-American, according to Sebastian Gorka. That's right, Sebastian Gorka, a Hungarian Englishman who plugs his own supplements but calls others who do the same snake oil salesman, thinks his listeners are sycophantic morons that gather around his elitish English accent to worship his latent Hungarian totalitarianism. After all, the Hungarian People's Republic was a one-party socialist republic from 1949 to 1989, and Gorka, who returned to Hungary in the 1990s and proudly wore an Order of Vitez medal recently, an order that contributed to the Holocaust, has the nerve to imply that anyone who isn't a member of his fake pro-America circle is a Holocaust denier. In my opinion, I think Gorka is an infiltrator. He has risen from complete obscurity as a bulwark into the American populist movement in order to dissolve the invisible bonds of all Americans seeking and protecting the truth. Or he is a complete and utter douchebag. Take your Magyar Garda and hit the road, Gorka. He'll know what that means. Or at least be honest with who you are. The veil hiding your cheesy persona has been lifted. By you, no less. I just want to see this. Oh. Hi. Yeah. Go away, all right? You guys are kooks. You're okay. crazy kooks and conspiracy theorists. Go away. Should we, so we shouldn't be allowed to be here? Um, this is for real conservatives, not people who are snake oil merchants and conspiracy theorists like you. Goodbye. Mm. There you go, a, a rousing uh, uh, diatribe of support from Sebastian Gorka. According to him, we're not real conservatives. We are snake oil salesmen and kooks. Well, these snake oil salesmen and kooks are uh, largely the ones who got Trump elected. So while he's riding our coattails and uh, sort of uh, you know, riding in our wake, uh, he also is trying to uh, get us kicked out of his oh-so-precious uh, conservative action conference. Now, yesterday, there was uh, an incident, of course, where Owen Schroyer was kicked out of CPAC and uh, not given a reason why. Now, Sebastian Gorka um, applauded this, celebrated this. He was actually questioned on Twitter by C.J. Pearson saying, you know, this isn't right. Uh, why are you supporting the destruction of free speech of fellow conservatives at this conservative political action conference? And uh, S Sebastian Gorka claimed that uh, they were kicking out Holocaust deniers. Now, it's not up to him what people think or what they say. And obviously, Owen Schroer has never denied the Holocaust. But these are just the smears that get thrown around. They just lump anybody together. If you're not, uh, you know, 100 percent 
aligned with them ideologically, aligned with them in the neocon conservative Inc. mindset, you're just bad, you're a kook, you're a snake oil salesman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are just the smears we've come to expect. And, uh, you know, we've, we've never denied the Holocaust, we've never been anti-Semitic, and yet we'll still be smeared with that same brush because it's not about the truth, it's not about reality, it's about them having control over uh, the apparatus of control. And so we represent a threat to that, and uh, so they'll throw anything at the wall just to see what sticks. So uh, I'm going to continue to walk around uh, and talk to CPAC, and people, as you see, will reveal themselves. The mask comes off. Uh, they're not in favor of free speech. They're not in favor of true conservatism as we see it. If you're not aligned with them 100%, you're not a true conservative. It's the no true Scotsman uh, fallacy once again. But uh, we'll be here and, you know, I'm allowed to express myself. I'm allowed to uh, exist here. I'm allowed to ask questions. I'm allowed to participate in the political process, whether you like my ideas or not. Harrison Smith, Infowars.com. It has been a struggle warning the public about harmful contaminants in their public drinking water, especially when there are so many arrogant naysayers out there. Getting, um, saying Alex Joe, sorry, I, I don't want to mention his name. Um, he's advertising many of these things and the power lies in these advertisers to pull out of these fear-mongering, hate-loving people that just want to sh- spread hate and division in America. For example, on InfoWars, one of his most famous statements was saying that tap water is turning the frogs gay and it'll turn you gay too. First off, gay people are awesome. I don't think that's a problem at all. And secondly, if you notice at the end of that video, he advertises water filters. The truth is hard to swallow. Hydrofluorosilicic acid, a waste byproduct of the phosphate fertilizer manufacturing industry, is in the national water supply. Better known as fluoride, it increases your chances of developing bone cancer and lowering your IQ. The process of dumping toxic waste into our drinking supply was supported by the EPA all the way back in 1983. And regardless of the yeoman efforts of anti-fluoride activism, the corporocratic fluorosilicic acid market is set to grow from its current market value of more than $670 million to over $1 billion by 2025, as reported in the latest study by Global Market Insights Incorporated. MarketWatch reports the global fluorosilicic acid market share is depicting immense traction majorly due to the increasing demand of clean drinking water and and the rise in product application in the corrosion inhibitor industry. Fluorosilicic acid has increasingly reinforced its presence in the water fluoridation process due to its ease of application over competing chemicals. While the runoff chemical known as atrazine does change the sex of amphibians, and it does turn the frogs gay, regardless of David Hogg's mindless hypocrisy. You think I am like oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. Hayes is testing the effects of chemicals like atrazine, a common herbicide. Well, and now we have a chemical very common in the environment that's effectively sex reversing animals. And if that wasn't enough to get you to consider a water filtration unit for you and your family, now the public is gradually being told the truth about forever chemicals, something the EPA sat on for over 20 years. EWG released a brand new report on the PFAS contamination crisis. PFAS, or forever chemicals as they're more commonly known, build up in our bodies and don't break down in the environment. 
Virtually the blood of every American is contaminated with PFAS, which has been linked to an increased risk of cancer, as well as other diseases. So what are these chemicals? It's a large class of industrial chemicals. They're surfactants, which means they help other things move easily. Um, with unique chemical and physical properties, um, some of them are, because of this chemical nature, makes them very persistent in our environment. It takes a lot of energy to make these chemicals, to create them, and so that it takes a lot of energy to break them down again, too, and it's more energy that is just typically available in nature. So they, once they're manufactured by man, nature has a really hard time breaking them down again. The ugly truth that drinking water across the United States is heavily contaminated with fluorinated forever chemicals at levels far higher than previously thought has gradually come to the fore. A wide variety of mainstream news outlets have finally cited a new report by the Environmental Working Group which found concentrations of forever chemicals in water supplies at all but one of the 44 locations they tested. The results confirm that the number of Americans exposed to forever chemicals from contaminated tap water has been dramatically underestimated by previous studies, both by the EPA and EWG's own research. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health recently issued an advisory urging pregnant or nursing mothers and infants to avoid drinking bottled water products from sources known to contain high levels of forever chemicals. Fortunately, we may all choose to filter our own water. John Bound reporting. Meanwhile, the coronavirus spirals out of control during an election season rife with propaganda and partisan lunacy. The level of calamity we are facing due to the half measures by states like California to handle the coronavirus outbreak is enough for any half-conscious person to scramble to get their bug-out survival gear ready. There's probably other cases out there in the community that we don't know about. The trajectory of what we're looking at over the weeks and months ahead is very uncertain. As the CDC in Northern California took four days to test someone who proved positive for coronavirus of unknown origin. The cat's out of the bag in terms of it having spread. Tonight, Solano County health officials say containment of the coronavirus in this area is no longer an option. Today's press conference comes after a woman in the county was confirmed to be the first possible case of someone contracting the virus through the community, and not after having been to China or coming into contact with someone known to have it. What we are witnessing is sloppy and lackadaisical in the extreme. Should people be stocking up on cleaning supplies? No. Should people be stocking up on prescription medications that they have? Not at this time. Should people um, be stocking up on food supply? Not at this time. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. As a face mask shortage of standard surgical masks and even N95 respirators is already in full swing. Will Barnes's business supplies medical masks to customers, but first he has to buy them. Empty shelves like this one at the Walgreens in Fairfield is becoming more common. A Home Depot in the same shopping center is also out of masks. Barnes says he attempted to order some from Amazon weeks ago. I just checked Amazon today and they canceled our order. And they said, they're saying that they, they don't see them coming back in stock. <laughs> 
So we're rushing right now trying to find a new supplier. <laughs> Add to that, no one with the power to face the reality and prepare for the man-made nature of this Frankenstein coronavirus are willing to, at the very least, face it head-on as the virus is reinfecting those who had been cured. Officials in China say around 14% of patients who had the coronavirus but recovered in the southern Guangdong province have tested positive for the virus again. And the same phenomena has been reported in Japan. It does seem to me that the uh, Wuhan BSL-4 uh, is the source of the uh, coronavirus, yes. And uh, my guess is that uh, they were researching uh, SARS uh, and they weaponized it further by giving it uh, gain-of-function gain of uh, properties, which means it could be more lethal. Some of these narratives that uh, they're pushing include, one, that the coronavirus is an engineered bioweapon, Two, that it was the CIA that cooked up this virus because China is now an economic rival to the United States. And three, uh, blaming Bill Gates as the mastermind behind this. And I'm pretty sure that Bill Gates is a bit busy holed up on an island somewhere reading a dozen books a day, but you get the point. Meanwhile, the Democrats, in true anti-American fervor fashion, are turning this nightmare into a partisan knife in the Trump administration's back, and ultimately the back of the American people. This is not a time for name-calling uh, or playing politics. Now the Trump administration has mounted an opaque and often cha chaotic response to this outbreak. And as school closures become more frequent, and the pace of total incompetence reaches a fever pitch, the Gates Foundation and their partners in Big Pharma wait in the wings with their offering of the ID2020 Alliance and its goal to microchip everyone on Earth as they push free and mandatory vaccinations upon the populace. John Bound reporting. Here in Austin, Texas, our leftist Mayor Adler, who faces a recall petition, as well as a petition to cancel South by Southwest, has single-handedly bled our once small town of creative genius dry for his own real estate empire interests. And due to his refusal to cancel South by Southwest, which is an annual multi-million dollar jackpot for the city of Austin that would bring everyone from every corner of a coronavirus-riddled planet Earth, to our tiny underprepared city attempts to move the ball forward into the dark night of a probable outbreak simply because he's already spent that money. In a show of total irony, one of Adler's protected homeless class torched an art installation of a grackle, a common bird here in Austin, that sat in front of City Hall. <laughs> Austin, Texas, once a thriving small-town mecca of genuine Americana, has become a victim of its own success. After high rent and property taxes ran all of the musicians that made Austin the live music capital of the world out of town, Austin is now preyed on by a left-wing real estate millionaire 
whose zoning decisions apparently still don't merit a conflict of interest. Steve Adler's real estate empire of $320 million worth of properties includes a luxury condo in the ivory tower of the W Hotel directly behind Austin City Hall. and when he comes out to walk among us, he has a security detail that's armed and he keeps telling us how safe we are. He is a liar. Among Adler and the Austin City Council's waste of taxpayer dollars includes an $85,000 storage room that was never used, three solar toilets for $450,000, $6 million for a rundown hotel valued at $2.6 million to house the homeless in, Roughly $370 million in taxpayer dollars for a power plant that has been abandoned, dumping millions into a convention center that lost $40 million last year alone, also ruined Austin's credit rating and oversees $1.2 billion in city debt. We're out here today with Take Back Austin uh, because our current city council and mayor are making disastrous choices for the people that live here. Some of those decisions that they've made include the new land code rewrite, uh, Code Next. It, it's terrible. The land development code, Code Next is longer there, but now we have this new land development code, and unfortunately, it's going to drastically change the landscape of the city of Austin. Take Back Austin is 10,000 members strong, and we are very excited to have a small representation of that out here today so that we can be heard. Austin needs to change. We need strong leaders who are willing to stand up for what Austin used to be like and to keep it that way. But the real sore spot among Austin, Texas residents is the increasing pandering to a growing and aggressive homeless population that is now accounting for an increase in random crimes, rapes, and fatal stabbings around Austin, putting residents on edge. I'm here today because our corrupt incumbent mayor and his trust fund socialist allies have been passing policy after policy for about five years now that have visibly denigrated the quality of life in Austin. From banning Uber, to banning short-term rentals, to imposing sick leave mandates on employers, to these insane homelessness policies of the last year. It's just one thing after another, and nothing is going to change for as long as Steve Adler stays in office. How do you feel about the way San Francisco and LA have become, and the direction, the trajectory we're going here in Austin? I mean, we already have cautionary examples of the direction that the mayor wants to take us in. Obviously, San Francisco is the most blatant. You've also got Seattle. I'm originally from New York City. I mean, we've got basically our own Bill de Blasio wannabe when everybody in New York hates de Blasio. It's insanity. Progressive Democrats like Mayor Adler are destroying private property ownership and endangering the lives of taxpaying residents all over the United States. Austin residents can make a difference by signing the Recall Mayor Adler petition, which requires 70,000 signatures and Take Back Austin before it's too late. For more information, visit TakeBackAustin.org and Power2PPL.com.
John Bound reporting. Has the season of the witch ended? Will the squad's sway upon their hordes of anarchists be minimized as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez faces the loss of her district and Ilhan Omar wants to extend the GI Bill to all Americans in what is essentially the most out-of-touch legislation ever foisted upon the District of Criminals? If I was ever offered the GI Bill, I would refuse it. Why? Because I don't deserve it. Meanwhile, let's investigate Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar's rise and impending fall will only occur if the slime of partisan lopsided justice is met with a deep cleaning. My hope is that uh, the new Congress is going to serve as a check um, to the rhetoric of fear and division and destruction um, and make sure that we are uh, moving the country in the direction that the people have asked us for. I want to make sure that here in the United States, we understand that there are other countries who take in so many people of the world's most pained people. Um, and in the United States, we could do better. Minnesota Democratic Ilhan Omar appeared to criticize her colleagues for taking money from the Jewish lobby. She later apologized in a statement saying, anti-Semitism is real and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. This apology comes after she issued a pair of tweets over the weekend suggesting that APAC, the pro-Israel lobbying group, has bought the support of her colleagues. Uh, this is not, however, the first time that Omar has had to apologize for tweets that some see as having anti-Semitic overtones. A couple of weeks ago, she said she was sorry for this tweet from 2012 in which she said, quote, Israel has hypnotized the world. I don't think that um, that the congresswoman is uh, uh, perhaps appreciate the full weight of how it's heard by other people, although I don't believe it was intended in any anti-Semitic way. You're speaking at a fundraiser for CARE, describing the 9-11 terrorist attack that killed 2,977 people, and you said some people did something. What did you mean? In my speech, I was talking about how our civil liberties as Muslims was being eroded. We have to take action when a president is openly violating the oath he took to the Constitution of the United States and the core values we aspire to. As Martin Luther King said, all we say to America is, be true to what you say on paper. The Daily Mail reported, Ilhan Omar told friends years ago that the man who went on to become her second husband was, in fact, her brother. Another person from Ilhan's community, Abdi Hakim Osman, is the first person to go on record to speak of how Omar said she wanted to get her brother papers so he could stay in the United States at a time when she was married to her first husband, Ahmed Hersey. Omar married her first husband, Hersey, in 2002 in a religious ceremony in Minnesota that was not recognized legally. In 2009, she legally married the reportedly openly gay Elmi, suspected of being her brother, in a secret Christian ceremony, even though she is a Muslim. She later divorced Elmi, who had used his status to enroll in college, remarried Hersey legally only to divorce him a year later after having an affair with her congressional aide which led to wrecking that aide's marriage. 
Confused? I understand. Last year, two FBI agents looked into the allegations, but rather than open a full-blown investigation, simply shared their findings with ICE and the Department of Education. As the New York Post reported, if Omar did marry her brother, she could be found guilty of committing marriage fraud, a felony offense punishable with a prison sentence of up to five years and a fine of up to $250,000. John Bound reporting. To the Muslim world, we seek a new way forward based on mutual interest and mutual respect. It's called the New Way Forward Act. The legislation spearheaded by the squad and Illinois Representative Jesus Garcia would have violent, deported illegal aliens flown back into the interior of the United States on our dime. That's right. Foreign child molesters and murderers are VIPs to the Democratic Party and deserve our hard-earned tax dollars. It would end the practices of local police engaging in immigration enforcement and the increased ever-policing of communities of color. It would decriminalize immigration. It's unbelievable. You, you commit a crime, you go to prison, you're an illegal immigrant. You go to prison, then you're deport, deported. You should be allowed to come back. That's part of the bill. American taxpayers already shell out billions annually for public assistance and service programs, including corrections and criminal justice, as the Democratic candidates continue to pander to the illegals. Just to be clear that health insurance for undocumented immigrants is a deal breaker for you. I mean, I can't game out every amendment or poison pill, every change they're going to try to make to bring the package together. What I'll say is that that is one of the pillars of the plan as I see it. The Hill reported the costs of illegal immigration are comprehensive. Even after deducting the $19 billion in taxes paid by illegal immigrants, the 12.5 million of them living in the country results in a $116 billion burden on the economy and taxpayers each year. About two-thirds of this amount is absorbed by local and state taxpayers, who are often the least unable to share the costs. By the way, the number 12.5 million illegal aliens living within the interior of the United States is more than likely doubled. They're here illegally under whatever circumstances they may have come. Well, then they're in the same pool as the, you know, if MIT is correct, the 22 million people who are here illegally. The number 22 million comes from a study by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and is double what other estimates have been. One of the major drivers of the increasing costs is the 4.2 million children of migrants who automatically became American citizens. Taxpayers are indeed on the hook for over $45 billion in state and federal education spending annually, not to mention the added burden of increased social welfare dollars. Much of the almost $30 billion in medical and assistance funding is sparked by the fact that non-citizen families in the United States are twice as likely to receive welfare payments than native-born families. We are a nation of laws. For America to be a strong nation, we must have strong borders. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is enforcing a rule that would make it more difficult for migrants who may use or already receive public benefits from getting green cards, while deploying elite tactical agents to aid in enforcement in major sanctuary cities. And after years of terror attacks and having their hands tied by the EU, Great Britain is following Australia and the United States' lead, as Sputnik reports, 
The United Kingdom will bar entrance to non-English speaking migrants and unskilled overseas workers, according to a post-Brexit immigration plan presented by the government. Under the new plan, migrants willing to work in Britain must speak English and have an offer of a skilled job. This will earn them 50 points, but to be able to work in the UK, they'll need to have 70 points. With points being rewarded for having qualifications, working in a sector where there's a shortage of work, or having a PhD in a subject relevant to the job. But tanking Democrat candidate Joe Biden would have us all believe that any concern we might have about our disappearing tax dollars is bizarre. John Bound reporting. Well, that's going to do it here for John Bound Politics. Thank you very much for listening, both of you. Please tell your friend. You can find me at dailynewscollective.com, band.video, at Newsbound on Twitter, hcuniversalproductions.com, and John Bound Politics on YouTube. Good night, America, wherever you are. <laughs>